Hey, boys and girls. It's your favorite fat man at the front desk, Jason Modcast founder David K. Montoya, and I interrupt this fantastic, stupendous podcast with these important messages. Starting February 2nd, the Jason Modcast network is going to be black. It's going to be black for the following 27 days. That's right. For the entire month of February, we're going black. Uh, and But we will be back March 1st. Uh, we've got some things that we need to get caught up on, you know, with the holidays behind us now. It's just time to get caught up. And, you know, plus I'm working on this little cartoon thing. It just kind of put a little bit of my attention. Not, not a real big deal. But for an added bonus, though, two shows will continue to go on, even though the rest of the, of the other podcast shows are going to be going black. On Tuesdays, the boys from the Great White North, the movie Madhouse, will continuing to run their regular show and then as an added bonus Fridays you'll get to hear my fat ass talk for a little while as we go and we enjoy the flashback Fridays and then like I said February 2nd to February 28th no added shows that means no scene red no uh, tree frog expose cafe or who's the boss what we think uh, don't get us started. So those shows will be returning. Then on March 1st, which is a Saturday, we start things right back up with what we think. And then from then until next year, we'll be running straight and smooth. So I just wanted to give you folks a heads up. And just to let you know, because we got some time before February 2nd, but I don't want you going to your favorite iTunes or your Stitcher trying to find a new podcast and like what happened so there you go all right that's it from this end this is your favorite fat man at the front desk david k montoya and now enjoy this fantastic jason modcast show and now enjoy this free jason modcast show welcome to see red boys and girls welcome to scene red i'm david k montoya i'm rebecca c lofgren and i'm aaron Illich. we are back yes 2014 it's already starting out to be a good year for yours truly what about you guys what's going on nothing nothing no. just playing video games yeah trying to rule the world well that and eating hot sauce we bought him hot sauce, like a thing. He has a like um, gift package of hot sauces, like the you can get for like Christmas. Right. Well, we bought him one of those, and he drank them. Oh shit! 
<laughs> they were good. He had a jalapeno. I'm like, what are you doing? He's, I was like, are you drinking that? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what? I would take a swig of it and then I would take a bite of something. I'm like, mmm. So you were like having a Bloody Mary without the Mary? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he loves hot sauce. He should have been born a Mexican. Well, for me, believe it or not, this year, um, one of the things that I, I was I was telling uh, Sadie, we were just talking on the, the phone or something, is this year, I don't know if it's plausible, but I'm definitely going to try harder. Everything I do, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try to accomplish more. I want to, I mean, yes, we did do the podcasting last year. Yes, we did put one book out, you know, from the GISG, but I just didn't feel accomplished. You know, this year, that is my goal is I want to feel accomplished. I want to feel like I've done something. And the beginning of the year, right off the bat, finished the first draft of a Yelp Gnome. As promised, I said I would have it ready. It's ready. It's 106 pages. So that means that it's 100, 106 minutes. So for an anime, that's fucking long. Yeah. Because I was going through Netflix, and most anime movies hang around like the 70 to 90 minutes. Most of them don't go over 100 minutes. Yeah. Well, this one is going to go over 100 minutes. Unless I go and cut down, like like I was telling you before we started recording, you know, cut down the fight scene. Yeah. But I don't know, man. That was just, I was like, hoo, 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 you know. Who's showing us his lightsaber moves now? Well, the funny thing is, is because Jaden has, you know, uh, a blue lightsaber. And that's the only referencing point I have for a sword. That's funny. So I was standing here in the living room and I was, I had the lightsaber. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go down and turn here and make a note, you know, and we're all just waiting for the, you know, the ball to drop for 2014. And that's what I was doing, you know, rewatching Ninja Scroll again. And I watched, uh, <clears throat> IP man, I went through, you know, I was just kind of skimming through watching fight scenes from that. And I went and referenced because the way I seen the fight scene in my head, I seen it as, and I, that's why I was laughing when you said about Star Wars. I wanted to wait until now to say this. I actually watched the end of episode one when, um, Qui-Gon Chin and Obi-Wan Kenobi was fighting Darth Maul at the very end. I rewatched that because that's kind of the the movement and the fluidity that I wanted. That that movie was so fucking epic. Like I remember going to the theaters and watching that as like I, I can't even remember when it came out in theaters, honestly. Ninety nine? Ninety eight? Something like that? Something like that. I was like I was like nine or ten. Five. No? I went to the theaters and seen it. I wasn't that young. <clears throat> the last one? Are you the last one or the... The, the first one. one. Episode one. Oh, I don't know when it came out. It came out in the 90s, though. I'm did pretty it? sure it did. Oh. So, um, and in fact, last night I was doing... No, it didn't come out in the 90s. No? Because the, um, the, the main star, Hayden Christensen, he's not that old. That wasn't Hayden Christensen. Episode one? Episode one was not Hayden Christensen. Because oh, it was a little boy. It was the little boy, yeah. Hold on. Go ahead and talk while I look for this. Okay. She's <laughs> looking the info up. But anyway, so I went through. Oh, it was 99. Sorry. It was 1999 it came out. I thought it was. Well, I remember going to the theaters and seeing it, and I was just like, I could kind of, I, I could relate to the character, and then I seen like the ending fight. I was like, that, 
I was like, that's not violent at all to me, because I've I've done nothing but watch like scary movies. And, right. You know, fucking, just Die Hard and shit like that. Growing <laughs> up, I watched Die Hard when I was little. Um. So it's 106 minutes. In fact. <clears throat> You know how Marvel always has like a mid credit or after credit scene? Mm-hmm. Well, Yotnum does too. And it's because by the end of the movie, the way it ends, you're like, well, it really doesn't finish the story. Well, I did that on purpose because if you, it's going to be a mid credit scene. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like a, a 30 minutes or 30 minutes, 30 seconds to a minute after, you know, the credits start rolling, yeah. it's going to pop up and it gives you the complete conclusion okay. of the story. So I'm really jazzed. Uh, Terry and I are sitting down, and we were going through the second draft today. And I'm just like, Ugh. And then I started working on Incubus. I haven't forgot about Incubus. It's 22 pages into the script, 22, 28, something like that. It's going good. I've already introduced pretty much all the characters I'm going to introduce. I've got one more person, the detective, but he's going to come in later. Just really crunchable dialogue. You know, this one is going to be, you know, as where a yacht known because it's cartoon and it's, you know, samurai, ninja, lots of action. Incubus is going to be mainly sex and dialogue. <laughs> so that's what. You know what that sounds like? What? Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, no, there's there's not going to be like no, you know, what is it? Gag ball in the mouth or anything like that. Lips and Janes. Yeah. S&M. No, no, no. This is about uh well, people getting raped. Pretty much. Uh, go to what was that episode? Do you remember the episode number? Uh-uh. I have no idea, but it wasn't it wasn't it like the show right before 52. I think it was. So it was what? 50, 51. It was 51. Or 50, I don't know. Go to uh you know, go to our website and check out so it's it's neither 51 or 50 50 or 51. Yeah. And we actually talk about and it wasn't it wasn't a plan to be a script. It wasn't planned to be a story. It was just something that we found online. We just started talking about it. And it's kind of turned that way. So I'm working on that. And just because, like I said, I really want to feel like I've done something this year, I've started writing my autobiography. Oh Lord. And uh take him all year to write that. It's it's uh you know as I, I start, because I'm on chapter one, I'm, I'm halfway with chapter one. No wonder I'm so fucked up in the head. I mean, really, because I, I start out and I talk about certain things. Now, when people go and buy this book and they're reading the first chapter, like, God, that's doom and gloom and just depressing. But trust me, it gets better. You know, you, you've got to. <laughs> I promise it gets better. It does get better. <laughs> um. <sighs> You guys want to hear a bit from it? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me pull this up online or pull it up on the computer and I'll I'll get it for you. Just so happens I had the the uh folder prematurely opened. That was kind of just a coincidence actually. The story or the title of it, get this, I like this title. It's called Being Me The Life and Times of a Dreamer of the American Dreamer. What do you think? Sounds good. The title. I think your hair needs to be longer. <laughs> My hair needs to be longer. that title. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Um, chapter one is called Getting Started. And this is actually an ep- excerpt from the actual book that I'm writing. And it opens. For a very long time, I believed I was an idiot. Not in the silly kind of way. Not the babbling witless goof who was the clown or prankster of the bunch. No, not like that at all. I believed I was dumb and unintelligent, destined to live a lonely life of disappointment. Perhaps on welfare, if by chance lucky enough, some minimum wage job at a fast food joint. As a child, I saw my existence as meek or bleak and pointless. I wasn't like others. I was a pudgy four-eyed kid who had no friends other than my cousin Patrick, who was a month older than me. I'm scrolling down here. As I look back, most of my friendships, or most of my, fuck, can't talk. I can't read. Well, we all know I can't read anyway, if you listen to scene read. As I, (laughs) as, as I look back, most friendships were when, uh, fuck it. Why can't I read? <laughs> You're a literate son of a bitch, that's why. <laughs> As I look back, most of my friendships were, or we were, were, oh, okay, I'm still talking about Patrick, in grade school, was held a secret to everyone outside other than family. I mean, I couldn't blame Pat. He was a skinny, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, popular kid who had successful parents which could afford to get him and his siblings the best, and everyone wanted to be his friend. So I, even at a young age, understood why he didn't want people to know we were related, nonetheless friends who hung out after school on the weekends. How fucked up? What? Yes. And you didn't punch him for this? No. No, because I understood. I I did. I understood. I don't understand. I'm different than you. I I would have been like, like, I would ignore that person. Like that's not even that though. Like I I didn't. I don't know. Why were you so down on yourself? Why? What do you mean? Why? Back then? Yeah. That's just the way I was. I mean, from being a little boy to who I am now, I'm two different, two different people. All the, all the, from the way I think to the way I act, the way I speak, I'm completely different. There's only one thing about me that's the same, and that's my imagination. Imagination. <clears throat> I'm jumping ahead a little bit in the in the story. It says, For 11 years, I'd say, other than weekends and holidays, I was alone. And that, gentle reader, is the begin. Or where it begins. The, the imagination, begin. that is. The steps, who, or the steps to who I become in the following <laughs> years would start to develop from there. If it were not for my imagination, I think I would have gone stark raving mad. But my world of make-believe was a true and loyal friend, always there, ready to indulge me in some fantasy whenever I was ready. It never judged me because I was fat or wore glasses or was from a Spanish descent or because I was born in the lower middle class tax bracket. You know what, gentle reader? When I was in my little world of make-believe, that was when I was truly happy. And that's when he had He-Man and Master of the Universe. Yes. Yes! See? So, it's um, it's it's actually quite. This first chapter is is more difficult because I'm talking more about, you know, personal emotional stuff that I've buried deep deep in my psyche. 
you know, that shit so traumatizing that I didn't even think about it. There was one piece in the book that talks about um, my uncle, Sean. He used to just fuck with me all the time. Him and, and my cousin Jeff, they were beating the shit out of me. And they popped me in the face so hard it knocked me out. And Sean had a, a packet of smelling salt. And that's what they used to wake me up. Because literally Jeff had knocked my ass out. Wow. Or is um, I used to have a BB gun. And what they would do, well, they only did it once, is they took the BB gun away from me. They cocked it. Sean had the gun. My cousin Jeff held me down. He put the barrel of the BB gun right on my knee and fired. And I remember this clearly. And I remember bawling and crying, and I got up and I hobbled into Grandma Ruby's, which who I was living with at the time, and she had to take a pair of tweezers and pull the BB out of my knee. And to this day, <clears throat> I have a nice little scar to remind me. Oh my God. He's all scarred up. It's all traumatized. He's got battle wounds and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the way I, I kind of feel about my childhood is it, it was, it was, it was like a battle to survive. That's kind of how, like, like, I was, I was never, like, really, um, friendly with people, considering I was the only child for 15 <laughs> years of my life. Yeah. So, like, I, I would usually just kept to myself, but I'd always, like, be in my own little world, and I, I've, I've done so many stupid fucking things, like, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here or not, but, um, one of the times, uh, you know how kids, yeah. like, they... They get bikes. Right. And they think they're hot shit because they get bikes. And um, I remember at the time I had this uh, this Mongoose BMX bike. And it had, you know, the four pegs on it. You know, it was nice $250 bike. And um, I, was, I was going up and down the street as fast as I could. And I was, I was doing the little, like, um, side skid things. And uh, I remember I did it so fast one time that the bike actually, it it slid all the way to the side. Mm-hmm. And I slid so far that I got road rash all the way on the top of my hand. Ooh. Yeah. And I, I got a scar from that. Um, oh, the best one is, uh, it's like a, I don't think I've mentioned this one, but this is my, you you guys will laugh. Okay. Okay, you know how you, how you. Kids like periodically make friends or whatever. You know, oh yeah, I got a bike. Oh yeah, I got a bike too. Let's go race, right? So I was racing these kids down. And mind you, I've I've always liked riding bikes when I was a kid. I was I was that kind of kid. You can ask my parents anything. What I like to do with my child is ride bikes. That's all they would ever buy me is bike shit. Um, That's funny. I don't know how to ride a bike. And uh, at at the age of seven, my dad taught me how to di- uh, disassemble and reassemble a bike. So I've known since then how to... Hold on a second. How do how you know how to ride a bike? Never, never You learned. taught me how to ride a bike, right? I did. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you, don't, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You tried, and I couldn't learn. No? No. You know who taught me how to ride a bike? Who? Justin. Really? Yes. Wow. Remember, I don't know if you're living... I don't know if you're living there when um he came to visit from Indiana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's when he taught me how to ride a bike. No shit. Yeah, and he kept, like, lying to me. I'm going to hold you, I promise. And I kept... <laughs> eating shit. I was like, I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, well, uh, me and my, some of these so-called friends, um, we were racing down the street as fast as we could to see who can get to the school. 
Now, we lived right down the street from the school, and usually this back roadway never really had any cars, right? So we were going fast, we are going fast, and I just take off in front of these kids. I'm like, I'm gone. I look back to see where they're at, and as soon as I turn my head, I hit a rock so hard. Oh, shit. I did a front flip, had road rash all over my face. The fucking the the front tire was bent all all the way from uh the, the bottom half was all the way up to the top half. Oh, so wow. I had to take off. I had had to completely replace the rim, get a new tire, and everything. And I was so fucking scarred from that. I didn't want to go outside at all. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now the rock was the size of like a twenty-two inch rim. Oh, so it was it was more of like almost a boulder than a. Yeah. It. Uh, right. it, it, okay, you know the, the, like the big rocks, and they have like the little rocks next to them. It was like one yes. of those type things, right? Okay, I hit that one, boom, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> you they knew went, it was they went coming. To my up. house, got my dad. He got the El Camino. He's like, get your pussy ass up! Don't fucking be crying. <laughs> <laughs> it was all bad. Oh shit! Now, now I, I can look at Rebecca and tell us, she's like, yeah, I can see your dad. I dude. can see your dad say that. <laughs> Um, it's horrible. Oh my god, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine myself saying that to Jaden. His dad is horrible. Like he was never allowed to cry when he was little. He's like, stop crying. You look like a bitch. I was like, he was really? a little boy, like five or six, like little. He always talked to him like that. That's wow. horrible. That is horrible. Give you like some kind of mental problems, the man only, issues. The, the only times that I didn't cry were like the complete strangers that were around. Uh huh. But whenever I'd see my dad and he'd start treating me like like I was shit, I'd just bust out in tears. He's like, don't be crying. You're fucking fine. Come on. Grandpa Perky was like that. My great-grandfather, he's like, you only cry when you're sad. You don't cry because you're hurt. Oh, I've learned. Um, I've got one more piece, and I'm not going to – because I'm not going to sit here and read through the entire book that I've written so far. But there's one thing – relevant to what we're talking about that I want to read. So let me just jump into this real fast. It says, so for unknown reasons, I started to like people a lot less and dove deeper into my fantasy world or how my parents would put it. Fantasy Island. I was safe there creating the people I would live or yeah, I'd live with and love to be around even the villains by this age, it was mainly still living through my toys. They were my friends. I was going to say, Skeletor! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but soon enough, I would actually have a friend. A person who, to this day, I enjoy being around. It would be... It, hush! He's what I'm saying. He's been staring at me for like 15 minutes. It was late in 1987 when I discovered that my mom was pregnant with a little girl. Now, to a 10-year-old, the idea that you'd be having a baby in the house was mind-numbing. That, and I thought that since my mom was 35, people stopped having kids at that age. (laughs) I remember to this day when my mom dropped the news on my brother and I. We were watching television, and my mom came out into the living room. <clears throat> where we were and said that she had a big announcement. I'm scrolling down here, folks. One of these days I'm going to buy myself a, a wireless mouse yeah. so I can just do it. From on the couch and not have to lean over. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, she, she came out into the living room where we were and said that she had a big announcement. I recall how my mom's face lit up as she said that she was pregnant with our little sister. I think that was the last time I'd ever seen her, her filled with that much joy. I was elated to the idea of having a sibling, <clears throat> one that I thought that would, that would be around me their whole life and would actually like me. <laughs> but for my poor brother, as to be expected, he was anything but excited. One would figure that when my mom and his dad decided to produce a kid, that crushed any hopes of my brother had of his parents getting back together. Um, <clears throat> so that's where I'm going to leave it off. But yeah. He, yeah, he still blames mom that that's the reason. Mama didn't steal him from Beverly. Well, I know that. He, in his mind, it's crazy. So, yeah, and the and the weird thing is, is you were my first real friend. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. And even you know, almost twenty six years later, you're still, you know, my friend. My best friend. Stop. Sorry. Yeah. My monster. Get out of here. <clears throat> Cody's just being a nuisance. Hold on, folks. I'm gonna. I'll, we'll be right back. He smells monster. That's why. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger better, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Harry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, better, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings.
own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra $10, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. Okay, I'm back. I know the the listeners are going to be like, what is this? Because I'm not going to have a a whole lot of time to do a lot of editing like I usually do. Yeah. And cut all that background noise out. So we're going to record. I'm going to do an edit. Well, actually, when we get done recording, then I've got to go pick or give Jay's medicine. Then I'll come back and edit. And you guys are going to go to school. But, sorry, monster. And that's another thing. We're all sitting here drinking monsters. (laughs) <laughs> we're bad people we are but anyway uh speaking of books i've been doing a lot of reading this week uh, aaron has been slowly converting me to batmanism and i figured well you can't be a true batman fan if you don't have batman reading material yes so i literally purchased that starts with 52 Batman number one, all the way to where, what is it, like Batman 18 or something like that. Anyway, Scott Snyder, he, he's been writing the Batman stories, and he originally was a novelist before he became a comic book writer. And his claim to fame was writing detective novels. So it was almost a perfect transition for him when he came to Batman, because he had been writing, you know, detective novels. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was like reading, other than, you know, Batman being Batman, it was truly, he was the the detective, the great detective that, you know, he's been known to be. But it was like trying to figure out this whole thing. It was just really good. And Greg Capello, or is it Capello or Capolo? Capullo. Or say it closer to the mic. It is Greg Capullo. Um, he was the artist to Spawn for many, many years. And that's what he left Spawn to do Batman. And he does such, I mean, you're looking at the books right now. The artwork is amazing. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the sketches right now. Just the sketches alone are amazing. Yeah. Oh, I see it. The artwork is awesome. <clears throat> so I've, I've pretty much caught up on because there's only three volumes available. The fourth volume comes out in April. So when the fourth volume comes out, I'm going to buy that. And then after that, I'll be all caught up again. So I'm going to, instead of buying the comic books, I'm just going to buy the books, you know, the trade paperback and the hardbacks, because to me, it's more enjoyable. I would be probably pissed off if I were reading it on a continuum, you know, every month. But this way I got to read it every single, you know, story all in one sitting. Can you hand me my phone? Yeah. It's going to continue to beep until I look at it. <clears throat> Is it bad that anytime I read anything that involves Joker, I always think of Mark Hamill? No, not at all. In fact, when I was reading it, 
that's who I heard in my head. <laughs> I'm like, so, Rebecca, what are you looking at? Oh, nothing. Sorry, I was. Oh, ranting. I thought you were looking for content. I was ranting about something on Facebook. Oh, okay. Um, so let's see. I've been working on the scripts. Been working on the the book. Like I said, I read. I've literally, I within a week, I read every single one of those books, and it was just amazing. Do you? I could tell you right now. I could probably read all these in one day. Oh yeah. I gotta read this. It's too funny. Okay, go for it. So there's this little note that someone took a picture of for the University of Massachusetts Lowell. Uh huh. And it says, "Masturbation notice." Masturbation in the shower is a violation of University of Massachusetts Housing Code. The shower drains are not designed to handle semen. The excessive amounts of semen in the drains cost thousands of dollars in maintenance and must be reflected <laughs> in the housing prices increased for next year. It's your money. Please masturbate in your own room. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Thousands of dollars. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's a real thing. I don't know why people want to do that in a shower that everybody uses. It's disgusting. Yeah, that is disgusting. Well, since we're talking about water, <laughs> I guess this is a good time to, to bring this up. In Africa, there is a uh, priest. Uh, I don't know. He's not a priest. He's a preacher. And he, like so many other people, misinterpreted uh, the Bible. You know, and he figured, well, I have the faith of Christ, so I can walk on water. So he takes his congregation out, right, out in the middle of the fucking ocean. And he's like, okay, I'm going to walk on water, people. He jumps over the bow, and he sinks. And the, the congregation waited and waited and waited for him. He never came up. Oh, he came up. Dead. Yeah, he came up dead. <laughs> He came up face down. <laughs> he was <still> <laughs> So it was just one of those things where <laughs> Unfortunately Aaron said it off <laughs> off mic so they didn't hear what he said. But <clears throat> I'm saying very inappropriate things, just neglect that. <laughs> so um yeah, he thought he could walk on water and instead he, he drowned instead. Uh, let's see. To me, that kind of seems like some blue collar shit. Like I, I can almost like picture somebody be like, "Look at me, I'm a, I'm gonna walk on water." <laughs> <laughs> the, the sad part is he couldn't even swim. Like, what is he thinking? Uh, you got me. I mean. And we were laughing about this outside before we started recording. And Terry's like, "Yeah, you know, they walk. He'd, he'll walk on water. He just didn't say he'd walk on top of the water. He walking under the water like a zombie." So, I'm like really enjoying just looking at the artwork for this. I can tell. I, I I've completely lost Aaron here. I've. It was a bad idea to bust these out like in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> I know. I've got Aaron looking at the books and Rebecca's playing on Facebook and I'm the only one left yapping here. Not really. You just haven't asked us anything important. What did you do for, for New Year's Eve? Work? 
Uh, New Year's Eve? No, I was here. I was at home. I was writing the end of a Yeltnum. Oh, you know they made um, Talon look so much better on the comic than they did on DC Universe Online. Really? Yeah, like like um, in DC Universe Online they had they came out with the you know when the New Fifty Two series came out. Uh huh. They came out with all of the costumes for like not all of the costumes but a lot of the costumes for like the like popular and like some unpopular uh. Like characters in DC World, and they came out with Talon, and, and the stuff for Talon looks so retarded in DC, but in here it looks really good because you, it's like not retarded colored. <laughs> that makes any sense? Everything oh, absolutely. And um, I, I really like the way the new Deathstroke looks. I haven't seen Deathstroke yet. <clears throat> so outside, you were talking about Star Wars. You want to give me an update of what you were talking about with Star Wars? I was reading a thing about how the, I guess they had the original director was the, I don't know, I can't think of his name, but he directed Toy Story 3, and they took him off of it for, I don't know, they say it's because they didn't like the way he was going with the story, and then they say it's because he didn't know anything about, about like, sci-fi. Now, did he direct it, or did he write Toy he was, Story 3? He directed it. Okay. But he was doing the script, and he he was writing the script and going to direct or whatever. Okay. And they switched over to J.J. Abrams is going to write the script now. And they're saying that they're going to make it the the number seven about the old people, like the old cast. But they think that's just, that's like a lie, basically, that, that Abrams already said that he was going to make it about the new cast, but the old cast was going to have like little cameos in it or whatever. Right. But I know that he's changed a lot of things around, like he's taken out this one like young character and then, I don't know, he's doing all kinds of stuff to the script right now. I'm not sure what's happening with it, but I'm... I'm just excited about it coming out here soon, hopefully. Um, Lee Urich, or Urich, is the director of Toy Story 3. Oh, um, Yeah, and we were talking about that, you know. There's there's just, well, if you did a, you know, if you gave Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and um, Harrison Ford leading roles in. It would be a horrible movie. Yeah. They can't act. Well, I don't know if Carrie Fisher can act, but I know Harrison Ford can't act no more. Yeah. He's it, too old. It'd be, you know, he would have, he'd be having a scene with Leia and he'd be like, yeah. Viagra. Something, something dark side. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got Mark Hamill running around. I'm the dark prince. You know, or is it, uh, no, I am the clown prince of crime. <laughs> Be like, oh my god! And then Carrie Fisher's like, crack, crack, got your crack, crack. crack. <laughs> uh, he's he's so gone. He's like in. He's gone. He's in these books. <clears throat> um. Well, at least I know what to get him for his birthday now. Right. Well, okay. Let's jump back to Batman. Um. Okay. I I I took. I went full sail. <clears throat> no, I'm kidding. I didn't. I, I just took the anchor. As the the um, the prophet of the bat. The prophet of the bat. <laughs> Are you surprised that I actually dropped cash for Batman instead of X Men? No. No. I'm not surprised at all. I've seen this. It's, it's happened slowly. Okay, th- this is this is DC. This is Marvel. No, not even that. Like with him, I know my brother. 
it started it, it started with like an interest and then the Batman movies and then the games and then I just knew it was happening slowly I seen it oh you, you he knew was, he was converting and it's and I, <laughs> I've said this so many times and I, I know I've said it online and whatnot but the X-Men I buy X-Men because I'm a loyal fan not because of the story not because of the artwork because they both suck but because, you know, I've been... I've lost hope in humanity. <laughs> Pretty much. The only thing we have left is the characters. And they're taking yeah. those away, too. Yes. Look what they did to Jubilee. Ruining hopes and dreams. Twilight. <laughs> Do you want to use that as a segue and talk about the, the fourth book and movie? Sure. Well, you don't look excited. I told you I'm not in Twilight anymore. But you, never... don't, you don't think you would get back into it? I kind of look at, like, Twilight, and it was like, the first one was good, the middle ones were filler, and when the end came, I was, like, happy that it was over. That's, I don't know. But it's not over. I know. And see, I guess I was reading online, and what had happened is she was secretly, I say she, that's... Um, Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. She was secret, secretly writing a book, and she was sending pages to her editor. Well, somebody intercepted the email what is it even about don't know oh don't know (laughs) but if you go online you can actually find pages of the book because somebody intercepted the email and they're like threw it out online and that's all i know they gotta be one good hacker yeah there's plenty of good hackers they attack into like the government shit all the time that's that's true because they did bring down target well yeah they, they brought down playstation network for three months straight Damn. Yeah. And the PlayStation Network at the time had one of the most complicated um, source codes ever created. So, Really? It's because the people who make this shit are the ones who hack into it, I swear. They get fired and they're like, fuck this company. I'm going to ruin everything. I made this program. I, I could see that, you know, especially if someone... Or had... they're like handing out details on how to hack into it to other people right. so they don't get fingered. And you said that was the PlayStation Network, right? Yeah. Speaking of PlayStation... What do you get? You guys have been still working on Final Fantasy, right? We'll be working yes. on Final Fantasy forever. Yeah. Well, give us an update. What's what's been going on? What what's happening in the game? Well, they did update. I think we talked about it already. The big update they had. I don't think we we went in depth about the update though. And we talked about it. they added like raid, like new raids and new primal bosses or whatever, which are like the primal. The primals are basically like gods of of tribes. Yeah. They have beast tribes in the game. They have like the I showed you the right. the mogs. They yeah. have Amalja, which are like giant reptile snake people. Weird. I can't explain it. They have sylphs, which are like little flower, like fairy ve- fairy vegetables. Well, each of those have their own primal god that they pray to, and we have to battle them. Right. <laughs> and we've been running tons of primals and getting better because those things are fucking hard. Okay, I gotta rant about this. Go for it. The frame rate on the PlayStation 3 is fucking horrible, okay? The frame rate. You mean, oh, how many frames per second? We're playing. Right, right. There's, like, constant lag. Okay. So, like, people on the PC, they have no lag. It's all real-time perfect. Perfect. And I even notice, like, I'll look at his screen and I'll look at my screen, and he's, like, way before what I'm... I lag more than he does. And when you're playing this game and you do primals, they have a lot of things called AOEs. Uh Uh-huh. Area of effect. That pop up on the ground, you have to run in and out, constantly moving. Like I'm, 
you always get hit on the PlayStation 3. It's horrible. It's horrible. And like they said that they fi- they're fixing it. They're making shit better or whatever. But it is- Do you think it's more because they want people to go buy the PS4s and play it on there? Well, the, it, it hasn't come out for the PS4 yet. Oh yeah, really? It hasn't no. come out. They're still it working. It comes out in uh, February. It's gonna run as good on the PS4 as it does on the computer. <laughs> the PC. computer. But it's not even that. I think it's just because like the PS3 can only do so much because this is like a high graphic game. Like yeah, it on even on the uh, the most you know modded out computers with like graphics cards, processors, all that. It still does like a heavy duty on it. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's like I understand they can only dumb it down so much, but I, I feel like honestly, like. I'd rather have it dumbed down the graphics and be able to play because we have, we're, we're so good. Like we, we know to move when we see it, to move into it. <laughs> so as soon as that shit pops up, we're, we're out. in it. Yeah. Like it's horrible, but I really love that game. Like it's so addicting. And, and I was going to bring this up is because now when you first came over, you guys looked pretty fresh, but now I'm seeing it in both your faces. How long have you guys been up playing that game? 14 hours. No, 15 hours. Well, I took a break to make food and take a shower. Well, yeah. but So maybe 10 hours. Now, you've been up no. since yesterday, right? No, because yeah. this is actually being recorded at the day of launch. Yeah. We're going to record this. I'm going to do a quick edit and then send it up the same day. So as of yesterday, the the 12th, Sunday the 12th, you've been up since Sunday the 12th playing. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, guys. And let me, uh, oh, I want to bring some of us. Cause it's, I, okay. It's, there's so much fucking content on the yeah, game. Yeah, a lot. It's, it, like, if you don't stay on top of your shit, you will get left behind like that. Really? Yeah. We're already left behind because we didn't play for like two weeks. Yeah, really? I, okay. Oh, because we, of school? I, I have well, to no, bring this up. We didn't have the subscription. Yeah, uh, I have to bring this up, though, because when, uh, when I was leveling up one of my characters, there's a place that's like a level 25 <clears> to like 35 area, uh-huh. and there's this guy that had, like, he was brand new, he just started playing. I seen this guy like four days ago. He's got more gear on that one character than I have on any of my characters. That's how fast you can lose track. Yeah. Really? So it's something you got to be on. He's max geared on one of his characters. I'm and not he started even after geared. us. Yeah, way after us. Really? And we play a lot. <laughs> we play a lot. So what is it? I mean, he just doesn't have a job nope. and just plays. Well, a lot of people or? that play are like, I gotta, I gotta go to bed. I gotta get up and go to work in four hours. This girl that's in our our, our guild slash, it's called Free Company. Called Free Company. It's like uh-huh. a guild. But um, there's this chicken that is like, ah, oh. she's like, I haven't gotten anything done for my for like my weekly stuff and resets in like twelve hours. She's like, I'm thinking about skipping out of work on trying to catch up. I'm like, yeah, really? calling off work. Yeah. Oh fuck no. These people are bad. They're hardcore, and even the Japanese people are way more hardcore than that. Oh yeah. They're, like, if we want to, we could go to the. Jap- I want to like make a character on the Japanese server just to see how crazy they are. Well, we couldn't talk to them, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> but you could still play with them because right. we know the fights. We know all the boss fights and everything. We know everything. So right. We could go in there and just see how crazy, and we'll see all these Japanese symbols like probably cussing us out. What the fuck are you doing, crazy American <laughs> idiot? They get crazy. But I was going to say, um, I know this game is going to be, like, the game, the MMO for everyone. Uh-huh. Because that's why WoW is coming out with WoW 2. They're making another one. Because they know that they're losing cells. And EverQuest really? 3 is coming yeah. out. They just announced that they're going to make another World of Warcraft. Like, they're going to start the whole franchise over with a new game. Right. Which they need to because WoW's been out forever. But they know that they're lo- they're losing a lot of game companies have lost people. Everyone that's because 
Square Enix had they had Final Fantasy Eleven, which is their their old MMO. Right. Yeah. And it's still up too. It's still up, and a lot of people still play it because they have so much years invested into it. Right. They're not ready to let that go yet until this game has more content. But well, I've only met a few, like a handful of people that have actually came from Final Fantasy Eleven over. So most of those diehard Final Fantasy Eleven players, they're still playing it. They're not coming to the new one. But, like, all the people that play WoW and the, the free-to-play MMOs, DC Online, are coming to this. Everybody's, like, freaking out, the company. It's like a – it literally is like a magnet because they're – like I said, there's so much content on this game. It's... Here's my only hang-up about MMOs. People are fucking stupid and need to be shot. Well, that and there's no ending. There isn't. You play – to me, this is just me. You play a game – Forever. To, to win. Not – A game. Well, there's an end – okay – you, there's an ending to it. It's like, but it's like an ending that's far out of reach. And that's what, that's what I like about it. You know, like right now, there's only so much we can do. Right. Where we get to, we get like our, all our characters up to 90 years, which would take probably two years, to be honest with you. But, you know, eventually. Hi. 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 Eventually, they're going to come out with their expansion packs and they're not going to release anything else. And then there will be an ending. And it'll right. be it. But, I don't know. I think it's just something fun to pass the time. I don't know. Back, back to the stupid people. They're, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And in this game, it's like one person can make it or break it for the whole team. Because we're we're literally playing with hundreds of people a day. Like we're we're constantly running eight man things. Uh huh. Maybe like twenty of them a day. You know, so like a hundred people a day at least. And it's like these people are so stupid, so freaking stupid. They shouldn't even play anything ever. I'm like, just quit now. Well, you're ahead. Just turn the game off. Cancel and, and your subscription. And it's not like you you can't tell them what to do. Like you you tell you them exactly. Them. Yeah. Like with such in depth, simplified detail, to where like, oh, okay, you see this, I do this. You see that, I do that. Okay, whatever, you know. And you tell them what they're supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do. And they do what they're not supposed to do. <laughs> Every fucking it's like, time. It's like don't die. Just don't die. Okay. Move out of the move out of the AOEs. I tried to move. I'm like, you know what? I'm on the PlayStation 3. And if I can get out of that shit, so can you. <laughs> get out of it. <laughs> we get we get really crazy. It's pretty bad. <clears throat> um Yeah, that would just I mean, and that's cool for you guys. That works good. But I think if I got into something like that, I would just you know, it would eat up. I dream about this shit. It's horrible. Really? I tell yeah. her, I'm like, I don't want to dream about it. One, one time she, she woke up, she was like, I cannot fucking stop dreaming about crafting Goshenite circlets. Because <laughs> there's crafting and you can make stuff. I had a dream one night that all I did all that night was craft this one item. Uh-huh. And I kept failing. That was, a, that was I, I, every once in a while, I'd like actually... Like be able to make it. It was horrible. I, I hate dreaming about that shit. It's so ridiculous, <laughs> redundant. It's like I want to sleep when I go to sleep. I don't want to dream about shit that I'm doing when I'm awake. That's torturing me. <clears throat> when I was working a lot over at the other hospital, I'd go home and dream about working, and it'd piss me <laughs> off. I'd ask him a question, and he would answer every number. That's pretty bad when you're rude about work and you don't even want to be at work in the first place. Yeah, for reals. Or he'd hear the phone in his sleep 
and he'll answer the phone. Or tell you, this is Dave. <laughs> do I do that? You've done it. I don't know you <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, kids. I know this is going to be a short, but I've got to run. I've got a few minutes. Jaden's got to get his medicine, and I know you guys got to get back to what you're doing. So we'll just go ahead and go pick up the mama bear. So we'll just go ahead and call it uh, good for a week, and and I think for the most part it'll be close to like fifty minutes, uh, you know, content. So yeah. we'll give them something to listen to. So for this week, I am David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Ewell. And if you're a person that just doesn't like randomness, A, why the fuck are you listening to this program? And B, you might be seeing red. Have a good day. See you next week. Welcome to Seeing Red.